This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of Guest Alarmist, where I step aside and let a guest walk us through a personal tragedy, and together the Alarmist crew figures out who's to blame. This month, Alex Paul discusses the Beverly Hills Hotel Heist. The promise of a free vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. I, I mean, like that. Nothing in the world, this world is free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this world is free. And and that's what kind of made us dig deeper is like we had no money. We were broke. This seemed like a little fun opportunity and we could not let it go. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to happen. We couldn't just be like, no, we're not Peter. We're not on the reservation. Goodbye. Turn around. We were like, no, like this is our one little freebie fun thing. Like we should have it. We you know like, I- it's like maximizing like on sales, you know, when, when there's an, an offer, you can't let it go. Yes. You can't let it yeah. go. Yeah. I, I know I can't let it go. And apparently <laughs> I, Alex also I can can't let, let it go. So easily. <laughs> I, I love letting offers go. <laughs> I love when offers come along and I'm just like, nope, no, nope, not going to no, take no, it. Not going to take it. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift, the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey 
everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the boy living in the walls. Here's what you need to know. Daniel LaPlante was born on May 15, 1970, in Townsend, Massachusetts, a small town on the border of New Hampshire. Daniel was a troubled child who struggled in school, having suffered from dyslexia. Sources say he was also sexually and psychologically abused, not only by his father, but his stepfather and his own psychiatrist. When he was 16, Daniel became interested in a girl from his school named Tina Bowen. Since Daniel was an outcast and didn't take care of his physical appearance, he devised a way to make contact with Tina by accessing her phone number and calling her. In talking on the phone, Daniel was able to make it seem like he was a high-achieving student, athletic and popular. Tina agreed to meet him, and when he showed up for their date, she was disappointed. Although she did accompany him to a local fair, she eventually cut the night short and went home. But during their brief encounter, Daniel discovered Tina's mother had recently died of cancer. He became interested in this tragedy and asked Tina about her deceased mother, like how much pain she was in and how long her sickness lasted before she died. Tina was naturally put off by the intense line of questioning. One night, not too much later, out of sheer teenage curiosity, Tina and her nine-year-old sister Karen held a seance in the basement of their house where they lived with their father Frank. That same evening, when the girls were in their beds, they heard a knocking on their walls. Since they were the only ones in the room, they believed the seance worked and they were communicating with their mother. They asked the spirit questions and it would respond with more knocking. Over the course of the next few weeks, Tina and Karen were haunted by strange events around their home. Furniture moving, more knocking, and eerie messages scribbled on the wall in what appeared to be blood. One message read, I'm back. Find me if you can. They told their father about the strange and scary events, and he shrugged it off as his daughters playing pranks on each other. He believed they were processing the loss of their mother, and he instructed them to go to counseling. On December 8, 1986, the Bowen girls came home to discover someone had used their toilet. Frank searched the house and found Daniel LaPlante holding a hatchet. Daniel tried to hold the family hostage, but Tina managed to escape and call the police. As it turns out, it was Daniel who was creating all of the chaos in the house. He had gained access into the house and was hiding and sleeping in a small triangular space between the exterior concrete foundation and an inner wall that was built to hide plumbing. Daniel had also cut small peepholes in the wall and was spying on the Bowens as they went about their daily routines. Daniel was charged with trespassing and kidnapping, but was let go when his mother posted his $10,000 bail. Tragically, after being released, Daniel continued breaking and entering into nearby homes, and his streak of crimes culminated in a horrific and brutal murder of the 33-year-old pregnant mother Priscilla Gustafson and her two children. Daniel was consequently found guilty of murder and sentenced to three consecutive life sentences. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats Less than two months after his frogging and kidnapping incident at the Bowen home, Daniel robbed five more homes. Reports shortly surfaced after his arrest that Daniel was dressed like the mother of the Bowen girls, wore a Native American jacket, or had on a gorilla costume. Frogging has only been a term used since 2014, but the crime has existed since the creation of homes. This case is one of the oldest in frogging history. Frogging is not a legal term. The closest legal term is squatting. However, there is a major difference in the two, as frogging is done in secret. Daniel was 17 years old when he shot and killed pregnant Patricia Gustafson and drowned her two children, Abigail and William, in their home. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is friend, comedian Leah Rudek. Hi, Leah. Hi. 
Yeah. Thanks for having me on. We're very excited to have you on. And I want to tell all of our listeners about your comedy special that just came out, Spiraling, which they can find on all platforms. Can you... I don't know. Uh, tell us do a little bit more. Right yeah. Now. Can you start from the should beginning? I just, should <laughs> just I just jump into it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Uh, there's. It's so good doing doing comedy over Zoom, as mm-hmm. as we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. Yeah. No. It's um. It's it's an hour comedy special that I taped back in April. I did it with with Comedy Dynamics, and it's my first hour special, and I really um. I really am so excited about it. I'm so excited to have it out in the world. Leah's very funny. Um, we've known her for years. We've done comedy shows with Leah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, and for decades. Decades, yes. Um, Jeez. Don't <laughs> wow. say it like that. I mean, no, this I is know. ancient history. At I this immediately point. regretted that. <laughs> it's the only way you can rack up a full hour of comedy. I mean, years of experience. <laughs> I mean, right? it's true. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I recommend everyone check her out on Instagram at Leah Rudick. Um, and you can follow along, see where she's going to be performing because you're also traveling the country right now. You're so busy and we're loving it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. I'm a, I'm a road dog. Suddenly. <laughs> you're currently in, um, where are you right now again? Tacoma? I'm in, I'm in Tacoma, Tacoma Washington land of the of the glass blowing mm-hmm. it's my first time in tacoma and it is fine <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh shit that's a word <laughs> i mean in no, fairness I, I you're not you don't yeah. have time to go yeah. out and explore yeah. you're it's in hotel true. rooms yeah. you're in you're in um i'm you know, in clubs and, yeah yeah exactly. yeah i might go to the glass blowing museum today if if the okay. rain lets up Mm-hmm. All right. Well, doesn't that sound, you all that. don't sound terribly excited? About <laughs> it sounds that. very moody. It sounds like glass blowing in rain. It's like yeah. writing poetry and smoking yes. cigarettes. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Leah, we start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Oh, God. What isn't? Um, I. I have been spiraling. Oh, uh, that's the name of my spiral. plug. That hashtag was... plug. <laughs> hashtag plug. There's a reason it's named that because that's yeah. all that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in I good company. Am, I'm going to my alma alma mater. Alma mater mm. is that how you say? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I was asked to come back and do a like an hour long keynote speech. <gasps> Excuse me. <laughs> It, I, I know it sounds like a brag, but it's it's not because I feel wildly un unqualified to do it. Like I I have when I have to do like an hour talk about sort of my to the to the to the students and alumni in a in a couple weeks. Um oh, just about my like my career post college. Oh and my god. I uh I don't know. I'm I haven't done any I have not yeah. I, <laughs> No, I mean, that'll send you down the spiral. I know yeah. what you mean. You, you've you definitely yeah. done things. You've de- done a lot of things. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely done things. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Of course you have. Do, do, I know exactly how you feel. I know. Do, do yeah. You, are you going to do a little, I mean, because I, you just said you have an hour long stand-up special. Are you going to do a little bit of that during the- uh, Oh, well- you know, I think that the reason, one of the reasons that they asked me is that I do some, I, I went to uh, Sarah Lawrence College and and I do, I have some like jokes about, about going there and sort mm. of feeling like so, like such an outcast and being such like so kind of deer in headlights, just like culture shock. Cause I, I went there, I went there right from growing up in Ohio and just being surrounded by this very different culture of like, east coast liberal rich smart kids and me coming from like public school and just being like oh oh everyone here doesn't people don't like george bush like it it was (laughs) really like um 
And so I, I, I at some point I, I posted some clip about it. And I think that it, that sort of made its way to the alumni page. And then they were like, oh, look, we'll just have her come give this talk. Uh, so I do have like I have some material about mm. about college, but uh, I got to turn it into a into a talk. You're courting <laughs> other young conservatives. Sarah Lawrence is looking to tap into that young high school conservative mm, population. Yeah. And you're it. Diversify. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. she, yeah. she came from Ohio. You can come from Ohio too. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't have any experience with this, but just a tip. One one way to eat up some time is if you come up with a list of thank thanking people mm. and go through their full names <laughs> and really take your time oh. with it. That's a great idea. You, you thank know what I mean? Like so each teacher, I also want to thank before I get into my speech and then you can go through like 10 or 12 of them before you know, it's mm -hmm. like eight or eight or 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, you you know what also helps is taking a it's breath a between idea. each word. <laughs> so, oh, oh, also yeah. really good. Wow. This is so helpful. This is yeah. really going to, yeah. I'm going to sleep notice well you're not, Yeah. I noticed you're not writing down any of these suggestions, but that's okay. No, 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 no. It's all up It's all Yeah. Maybe I'll also do just like a, like a, like a go around, like an icebreaker and yeah, everyone start with that. Yeah, that's good. They're going to be really yeah, happy to share. Back for this. Yeah. What do you, what yeah. do you got? Like, what do you guys like to talk about? Uh, just what's, out of curiosity. What is, yeah. What do you guys got going on? Why do you think <laughs> I'm here? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a great question. <laughs> just do crowd work. Like and yes. Yes. Yeah, put it back on them. And then say them. no, that they have, uh, each of them have the wrong answer. So, so that you no. have to ask more yeah, people. True. Why that's do you think I'm here? Time. Yeah, time. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really two. good. Yeah. Um, this, well, this we so wish helpful. you, we wish you the best. We can't wait to hear how that goes. And if it doesn't go well, we're happy to cover it in like a few years on the Alarmist. You know, mm -hmm. who's to blame oh, for, mm -hmm. for, yeah. for, uh, for, the, for the epic, please the record epic it. catastrophe yeah. that yeah, was yeah. the keynote speech at the fall alumni mixer. Yeah. Right. Um, we have to transition here and it's a tough transition if only yeah. i mean because it, you don't want to make a joke about any of this but if only i could be in the walls of sarah lawrence yeah not a fly on the speech right. not a fly Ooh, in the wall. alarmist was... in the wall yeah but i wouldn't Seamless. do it yeah that was that was beautiful <laughs> i wouldn't do that i really stuck the landing um i do I, we have to transition into talking about this um this very, uh, I think, traumatic and I—I uh, I would be traumatized creepy. by this case. So creepy, creepy. and ultimately oh. extremely, extremely tragic. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So I know that we have titled this episode "The Boy Living in the Walls," but there really is much more to uh, Daniel uh, Laplante, who is the 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 person who committed these crimes. So I I feel like we we are blaming here. Who's to blame for the crimes of Daniel Laplante is mm -hmm. really what we're we're okay. focusing in on, right? And these this sort of event of him like uh, living in the walls is sort of like a series of red flags or warning signs, perhaps. And we could we could picture it that way. Is that kind of what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. So just to be clear, there are multiple crimes that uh, occurred uh, during the I, I believe it's between eight. Uh, 1986 and 1987. So there was the first incident uh, with Daniel hiding in the walls of the Bowen house mm. and the, the traumatizing that happened during that time period where he kind of stalked this teenage girl and also held them hostage. And then he gets caught by police. He gets out on bail and then he actually commits uh, a series of of of, of break-ins, burglaries, right. uh, followed by a murder mm -hmm. of of a, a pregnant mom, a thirty three year old pregnant mom, and her two children. Mm -hmm. so, so one of yeah. you can't help but feel like this was preventable. Yep, right. Um, it just somehow continues to escalate. Right. Yes. So there's a lot of things, but I do, we should start off by discussing and perhaps putting up on the wall, frogging. Right. Okay. P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G, frogging. H have you guys ever heard of this? Never term? Heard it's of a it. new thing people are talking about. This was my first about. time 
ever hearing this phrase. It's such a strange word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a strange <laughs> word, especially because it does come from actual like the idea of a frog but it's spelled ph yeah why so... ph that's the weird part it's spelled fancy yeah, yeah. <laughs> unnecessarily because <laughs> it's not a sophisticated act it's pretty I... no <laughs> the term comes from the idea of a frog hopping around from one lily pad to the next is what I've read. I mean, that is such a lovely description of yeah. a yeah. truly like terrifying act. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. But th- they're jumping in the sense that they're trying to avoid being caught. That's the frog element. That's, I guess. That's what I'm reading. I guess. Or they're going from house to house living they're in the just walls. Nomadic, I don't know. But they're like criminally nomadic. Oh, that's a good way to. Uh, uh. Yes. Nomadic is a good term for that. Is there another Um, word for someone who just stays in the same walls? That would be squatting. I don't know about walls. Yeah, but squatting is, I believe, when when you're okay. So so let me read here. This is actually from an article from Screen Rant. The concept of frogging is not too different from the more familiar term squatting. This is when an individual or a group of people live in an unoccupied or abandoned property. Frogging differs because it involves living on an occupied property without the owner's knowledge. Frogging can also refer to living in someone's home while they're away, like a rental property or a vacation home. One famous case occurred from 1941 through 1942 when Theodore Edward Coney, uh, known uh, known as the Denver Spider-Man, murdered someone named Philip Peters and lived in his home for nine months, despite Philip's widow still being present before being caught by police. Oh, geez. So does that However, mean the widow was like held hostage or the widow didn't know he was there? So and he- apparently he killed this uh, Peter Philip, uh, sorry, Philip Peters, and then just stayed inside the house while the widow was living in there. Oh, wow. Like, and she, and she didn't know or she did know i no, she didn't know know. no she didn't know because in order to you have to go undetected i guess yes yes i think that that's a technicality okay however this is again from this article however frogging is not a thing of the past and anyone can become a victim in 2012 kwame taylor was found in p diddy's hampton's house when the rapper was away According to the New York Post, Taylor went for a swim in the rapper's pool and walked around the house in his clothes. Mm. Pamela Anderson was also the victim of frogging when she noticed food and clothing disappearing in her home and later found a French woman named Christine Roth uh, in her pool house wearing her iconic Baywatch bathing suit. This is still happening to celebrities. It's happening to real people. Celebrities are real people, real people, real, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny. I mean, because if I feel like, and, you know, maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit here, but if you've got a house that's big enough, is it really that big of a deal if someone else is like sharing the space with you? I think if you don't know, Chris, and if you're, that's, if you're no, a woman, I'm, you would feel very different. Well, 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 we, we saw this in the, in the best picture of 2019, Parasite. Remember that movie? That was yes. basically about fraud. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Now, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, you know, sort of social commentary happening here where it's like this, this family with this beautiful home and like they had they haven't even noticed that there are people living in the basement yeah that's a different problem very different that big that you don't even realize someone's living it with you then maybe you should that's what i'm saying so is there like a is there a square footage threshold that we're talking about where it's like if the the house is big enough it's like not that big clayton's looking at now i I, i'm i'm i can't shake my head but to speak to chris's point i think it, it also is an issue of intent right because like mm. this guy it was terrifying and he yes. was like writing bloody messages on the wall and like holding hostages with hatchets and murdering people but yeah. what about someone who's just like innocently like Taken up a taken up the spare bedroom that's never right. touched. No, you're never gonna <laughs> it's notice. Like an, it's an Airbnb without like the listing or the, right. or the web the web post. Or I think that's actually a money. really good point because as we know from this case, he kind of started mess, moving things around. Like he was trying to mess with them, right? Versus yes. like yeah. in no, in the was... parasite, 
they were very meticulous about leaving everything like at, untouched, right? Yeah. So there, yeah. there's yeah. there's maybe a I, I, this is to go into Look. the mind of a frogger, but someone who like <laughs> wants to be discovered and someone who doesn't want to be discovered. Yeah. There's probably oh, different types of that's... people. Okay. Who... It feels like there should be two different, two different terms. But, mm. but we're, we're all in agreement that this is definitely illegal. We're not oh, yes. suggesting yeah, that I, any, I, I, that Look, call me old fashioned. I don't think but... frogging, I, frogging is not for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> And, exactly. that's, and that's okay, Rebecca. Yeah, that's thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you, Leah. Yeah. <laughs> Call so, me Leah at Sarah Lawrence in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but but, it, but just, to, just to put the point on that, it, let's put frogging up on the board first and yes. foremost as yes. just something that we should, For, nobody should do. There's another layer of how creepy this was. Remember that she, uh, Tina Bowen, the, the teenager. Right. Her mother had recently passed away from right. cancer, mm. and the as the story goes, they were um, Daniel Laplante was able to obtain her phone number. He started calling her up. He pretended to be someone that he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He you know pretended to be a, a sports player. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> Athlete. Athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I you guess know. you can be a sports player without being an athlete, but sure. I think sure. he was... Yeah, yeah. He, he was trying so to give So he was one of the he or he he uh, you know tried to uh, have her think that she was one. Eventually, they go on this date where he uh, is clearly not who he. Uh, had told her he was right. she's a little uncomfortable he starts asking about her mother who had recently passed away mm. she's feeling more and more uncomfortable and she leaves about a, an hour into the date makes up an excuse and 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 mm -hmm. and leaves right. and then after that is when things start to get really creepy in in the house he starts using that information right that mm -hmm. he got from her during the state to scare her mm. um you know, she was clearly in a lot of pain and she and her sister were doing seances to try and speak to her, their mother. Um, and then he started uh, writing stuff on the walls uh, to the extent of like, I'm here, come and talk to me, you know, yeah, just right. like psychological right, uh, abuse right, right. And, yeah. and, and tormenting, which for a teenager is devastating i mean yeah so do we put like a, a grieving teenager who's like yes there's something very cool mother it's yes so awful do we put that like i want to like stocking sent out to maybe you put like stocking on the board and also yes. like this kind of like emotional manipulation or something yes yeah. i i think so i think that mm. that's um keyed in on her a vulnerability yeah and took advantage of it and, and clearly relished in the fact that he was terrifying this young girl. Right. Mm. Um, it makes you wonder up. if all experiences with ghosts are just froggers. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is Wow, Leah, I can't believe you just said that because I was about to say, let's put up rationalizing strange occurrences in the home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Look at that. We are just on the same track. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny this is from an article in a and e uh is frogging real you bet your life it is retired massachusetts de detective tom lane tells a and e true crime that lane investigated a case in 1986 long before the term was coined involving the 17 year old daniel laplante who was obsessed with fellow teen tina bowen laplante managed to sneak into bowen's home where he found a hiding place on a wall cavity next to the bathroom laplante's crimes came at a steep price for the bowen family which endured lasting trauma lane says until his early death tina's father felt guilty that he didn't believe his daughters when they told him strange things were happening at the home this is from ktla whenever leith put the show frogger hiding in my house together she discovered two things people were more willing to believe their house was haunted by a ghost instead of an intruder mm. and how common this practice is 
When we first started doing the research on the show, I found 200 cases pretty quickly, she revealed. I think a show like- 200? Yes. Wow. I think a show like Frogging, uh, I think a show like Frogging, I think that resonates with anyone. That was one of the surprising things about this. Tina and her sister expressed their concerns to their father. This is going back to the Tina Bowen case. Um, Expressed their concerns to their father, Frank Bowen, but he assumed the girls' imaginations were running wild or they were simply making things up. Hmm. Next time we hear a noise in the house, I'm just going to grab a sledgehammer and scream, Frogger! And then start smashing my walls. And just listen to see if they're going to respond. They start trying to get out of the house, the wall. It's a Frogger! And I'm just going to start smashing the walls. Yeah. Maybe we should just not have walls, just have open insulation. Open concept. What do you think is scarier, a frogger or a ghost? Frogger. Oh gosh. I that's so that's that's actually such a good question. Good one. (laughs) I think frogger because that's a human who you know could potentially do damage. We I feel like there's so much unknown about ghosts and whether they can actually like physically harm. But maybe but maybe that's just I'm more scared of humans. Mm. I'm more scared of humans than I am ghosts. Yeah, because ghosts have a hard time strangling you. Humans are in the same, they're in the same, what do you call it as we are in? Dimension. Dimension. Yeah. 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 We share physical, like we share the same physical properties. Yeah, but then- We're way more subject to- But you can catch a human, you can't catch a ghost. Uh, Mm, Right. Elusive, exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's more, you'd be more likely to find a frogger versus a ghost. I feel like a ghost can hide anywhere. They can just suddenly disappear. A human Mm. can't really do that. They're going to eventually leave leave evidence. Take up space. And you can follow the crumbs. The thought of like a ghost being like that kind of makes my hair right, you know, kind of back of my neck rise up like quicker than like a. like Frogger, that feels like pant fight or flight, like survival mode. Ghost feels like truly terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Like but almost also like the I can't realization move. where you're terrified that there's a ghost and then the realization that it's actually a human is so scary. That's an I emotional think, journey. Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst of for that question, that's the worst answer. Yeah. Thinking <laughs> it's a ghost, but realizing yeah, it's, it's just worse. a killer yeah. human. Oh. You have because oh. you've gone through both. You've experienced yeah. both. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh. But you wanted to put up on the board, Rebecca, I'm reading in the notes here, not believing children. Yeah. So do you think Frank, mm. sort of Frank Bowen, who was the girls' dad, shrugged off their um, concerns and basically said, oh, it's just kids being kids? Yeah. Do you think that's I, a dangerous precedent? I do. But at the same time, you have to remember that this is a, a family that's grieving. It's not just right. the two girls who lost yeah. their daughter, but the, Frank lost his wife, you know, and and this is an emotional time. You you would, I think you would quickly assume that they're either having nightmares or imagining things Mm-hmm. Kids do have yeah. a strong imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, because so, in what world would you assume that it was like someone living in yeah, your walls? No. Yeah, and it's no. like obviously you're not gonna you're you're the father. You're not gonna believe it's a ghost. Like you're you know. It's a great point. What uh, other? Leah, yeah. You know, like r- lack of frogger awareness. Yes. I think none of us knew about frogging. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know about it, how can you name it? Yeah, how could that even be a possibility? Like, you know, mm-hmm. now now I'm going to be terrified of that, yeah. but I, I don't to the think list. that that would have, yeah. <laughs> have you ever spiraled about that? Because you should get ready. About frogging? Yeah, frogging. Write it down for your next special. That we have like an attic in our place that I'm scared, mm. always scared that someone yes. is up there. Well, mm. then you've thought about it. Yeah, I guess I have. Yeah. I guess you're right. Well, what what makes attics and basements so scary is that like you're not down there a lot. You don't mm-hmm. really know what goes yeah. on down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And your imagination, yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. you know, there could be somebody just kind of hanging out down here while mm-hmm. I'm out here. It's uncharted yeah. territory. Un- yeah. yeah, which is always is scary. Good. Smaller houses, it's the way to go. Tiny living. Tiny There's no rare to anybody to hide. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would hear someone in our house in an instant. 
Yeah. True. <laughs> but this, but Daniel was hiding in like a, like a plumbing cavity, right? Like, yeah, like small. literally like a tiny yes. space in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, let's, let's put that up on the wall. Building uh, builders for creating multiple hiding spaces. Contractors, <laughs> yes. bad contract. Cause yeah. the, the wall was up. Um, I think this is where you're going to Leah was what was up to hide plumbing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was built to because aesthetic. Just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To hide the yeah, hide the plumbing. So that's yeah. bad. We yeah. gotta put the plumber on the board, don't we? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about the plumber, but the, definitely the builder. <laughs> the wall. The walls. Yeah. The walls. <laughs> we should put the walls up on the board. Mm. <laughs> this is from Ranker. Frank Bowen returned to his home at 93 Lawrence Street on December 10th to retrieve some of his personal items as he drove up to the home he could see LaPlante staring out of a bedroom window Bowen immediately (laughs) contacted police this is after he held them hostage by the way Uh, Bowen immediately contacted police who were initially skeptical skeptical that someone was hiding in the Bowen's home however that changed when an officer entered the house he later stated when I opened the door on the right hand wall I saw a knife sticking out of the wall and I see it's through a picture a family picture written on it in magic marker quote i'm still here come find me another note reportedly read quote i'm going to kill you all police eventually found the plant hiding in a small triangular cavity in the bathroom containing plumbing officers noted laplant didn't seem fearful of them but they quickly took him into custody so it, it he was inside uh, a con it was like bounded by two sides of a, a concrete foundation and an inner wall right and he had clearly been living there for weeks because they found clothes they had they found uh, remnants of food how did he even uh, get in i don't know out? how he got in that is a a, yeah. a good question also amazing that he held them hostage and then was let go days later and was already back in their house like how how did that well he never out? left so when but so didn't they, they didn't oh so when he realized hostage, he was actually arrested? no they they oh. couldn't find him when they called oh. when she ran away oh. to so she, call like, for she help she escaped out a window he was like holding them hostage with a hatchet right and yes. she somehow escaped out the window I they feel like I read something where it was like yes. he let he was like stay in this room. I'm gonna go do something, and then <laughs> right. she escaped out the window, called nine one one, which is like amazing. Like it's crazy that he left, and then he hid. He didn't yeah. come back. He didn't get caught. Then he was inside the house the whole time, oh like the goodness. like the scary movies, right? Terrifying. So terrifying. Hmm. We should talk about. Uh, Daniel, though, and his uh, past. We can put put uh, his troubled childhood and abuse up on the board. Yeah. This is from Ranker. LaPlante reported enduring multiple forms of abuse from his father and having difficulty making friends at school. When LaPlante was sent to a psychiatrist for treatment, the psychiatrist also reportedly abused the young boy. LaPlante eventually turned to petty theft, but much of his juvenile criminal record criminal record remains unknown. He did apparently enjoy breaking into houses, which culminated in the events at the Bowen's home. LaPlante's peers in school referred to him as creepy and weird. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. It's so sad. And it is sad. He was an outcast. Yeah. Particularly yeah. horrifying was the psychiatrist who abused him. How horrible yeah. is that? Um, hmm when you don't have a safe space, I mean, you talk about space with regard to where he um, hid in these between these walls. He just had no, you know, there's almost like a connection there. And just to throw, you know, discuss the, the crimes he committed after this crime, Mm -hmm. you know, when he, he clearly had been watching this other family, the Gustafson family as Mm -hmm. well. The ones that he, uh, the, the, the mother and kids that he, murdered he knew their schedule he knew Mm. um you know his way around the house he uh also knew how to get there apparently his house was directly behind their home with just a bunch of woods in between so it was a half a mile away but if you went around you know if you went directly through the woods it was half a mile away if you went through the streets it was two miles away 
So he just mm. took the direct route. He knew how to get there. And he was clearly very comfortable in the area. Kind of creepy crawling. You remember that from the Manson uh, murders? They we we talked about right. creepy crawling. Yeah, there was a, just a. T they would just terrorize basically. They would. It was almost like practice for mm. what eventually become their 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 you know their murders. Right. But that that term was where they would just go to a house, move things around, and then leave. Mm. And it's 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 there. You're you're trying to terrorize people yeah, by doing that. It's mm -hmm. yeah. There's a there's got to be some kind of power control high that they get from doing that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. like like psychological manipulation. Like Clayton was, I think. Clayton yeah. Just said that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Was there? I forget. Was there a mother in the picture for him? He did have a mother. He had a mom, a stepdad, and a brother. Um, from what I've read, it was not a very stable household. I believe there was, it was, I don't know if it was very clean. <laughs> I, uh, I think there was a lot of stuff around. Did we put um, that on the like unstable household or lack of parental supervision? Like, is that a I thing? I think we should. Yeah, I think that that's a big part of it. I think um, to me, I don't know. And this is just, I mean, if we have a, a guest expert who can speak more to this in a more clinical way, but to me, the fact that he didn't have a safe space where he lived, like his home was not safe for him. And so mm -hmm. homes in general, you can sort of, you wonder if he would feel safe anywhere. Um, right. And, you know, that would lead na naturally to, you know, I don't know, this kind of, I guess, I don't know, hiding and frogging and, breaking in and sort of avo avoiding human contact of any kind. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the safe space, right? Mm. Yeah. Where, where you have control of the space. Right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And you're Just, sort of yeah. exacting ownership of the space in your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, if, it, and you can also draw that connection to his, um, the phone calls that he would make where he would disguise his true identity. Um, clearly mm -hmm. like one-on-one -on -one personal interactions were not, uh, something he was very good at or, or felt safe or comfortable doing. I also feel like we can put the, the local authorities up on the board. you some people were upset that he was released after these red flags, right. um, you know, after he was arrested for, for frogging. Yeah. As as if it was just trespassing, like right that like Correct. he was putting like it was death threats, mm -hmm. and uh, assault uh, and at least assault. attempted assault. Yeah. yeah, like with a hatchet. Mm -hmm. So something and, I and also this disbelief from the authorities of like Nana. Nah, nah. Well, and maybe mm -hmm. it's a, 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 a his age too, like underestimate just because he was not like a legal adult that somehow he wasn't uh, genuine about his threats or something. Like I don't know. Well, something mm -hmm. I read was that he was arrested as a juvenile, but then the the crime of uh, because the crime was a little bit more than just trespassing he it was decided that he would be charged as an adult so i believe he was 17 so he's just on the border mm -mm. of of being tried as an adult so they decided to try him as an adult which meant he got out of juvenile uh delinquent uh facility mm. and that's how he was able to then post bail so had he been kept as a Right. As a juvenile, he would have stayed in the facility ah. because you can't post bail, I believe. Right. That's what I read, too. So oh, the wow. irony being, yeah. and his mother uh, uh, put her house up and and got the money for the bail. That's how he got out, and that's how wow. he was able to commit the murders. So, yeah, you almost want to say the judicial system kind of bungled that. I think right. that they tried to do... Uh, they tried to take thing. it more seriously, and it right, gave right, a avenue to like commit right. more crimes. So it's a bit yeah. ironic, yeah. In that way. That's tragic. Wow, yeah, that's so messed up. So, hmm. 
we have the authorities up on the board. That's good. Is there anything I mean, else? We don't actually yeah. have Daniel himself yet. We should oh yeah, we good, good. Him. Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> Boy, that happens sometimes. No, no. <laughs> Too often. <laughs> no, he's fine. It's yeah. not his fault. Well, yeah. You know, maybe let's just take another look at it. You know, maybe, <laughs> who knows? Is there anything else I forgot? <laughs> I just feel like uh, we've kind of talked about this before, but I just feel like uh, I know this is eighties, but like we are really kind of like failing America's young boys. Mm, like, yeah. I don't know how you really encapsulate that, but like, there's just seems to be, I don't know if it's just like a societal thing. We think like, you know, they'll just take care of themselves, like be strong, whatever uh, that you don't create like a highly emotional, highly in touch, like safe space. Uh, mm. for them that they kind of go off the rails, but it just seems like they have a hard time recovering from from some of the trauma that they endure that right. is problematic. So I don't know how you really- yeah. <laughs> This is definitely that. like like precursor, like school shooter. Yeah. Mm. Like, I th- and I think it is exactly that, this like outcast boy. Yeah. Who- uh, the Just... turmoil of the 80s. I mean, this is also, I, I see direct, I mean, there's no direct correlations here, but, um, you know, this is when the, you know, the, the what we see now, which are men who are, white men who are upset about their place in society. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The, this is the beginning of that um that kind of movement feeling like well what about me you know yeah maybe we just say it could be like a more of an umbrella term but like disenfranchisement like or, or the feeling of disenfranchised not that he was and like therefore like justifying you know that, oh, maybe that's not good yeah no i mean i guess yeah. you know w- what we can you know what we can do is label it more as like the the idea of being labeled as bad or as an outcast in society because he's like he's he's labeled as an outcast he's disenfranchised from his family from his home from like a a, like a stable upbringing all of that and like that and that's not really being addressed right the exclusion of 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 society members yeah Yeah. and it's like he 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 pretended to be this sports person right, uh-huh. right. yes okay <laughs> i i know what that is player sportsman yeah, like sportsman. he obviously there was like an ideal in his head where he was like pretending to be this athlete right. yes. and the the sort of like and then like meeting up with meeting up with her and her being like oh woof like this is not what i wanted like um that sort of idea of of having this thing that you will never be Right, which, which goes and into the like how telling that he felt he needed to be that kind of winning member of you know like it, it's not okay to have like problems. You have to be like a good superhero kind of like successful person. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the term for? Um, I mean, eventually they uh, 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 white men who feel like rejected. I, I'm I, I'm blanking Incel? on the term. Incel. This feels mm. like pre this is like pre incel -incel. movement but but feels like it uh there's there's some kind of like connection here it's the same it is i think it's the same route it's the it's the exact same route yeah so we're putting that up on the board oh i i I found a quote on the board uh, no. Well, it, it the term hadn't been coined. I, I don't know. Pre incel tendencies. Pre incel tendencies. Somehow. Yeah. I found a quote here from a classmate uh, who described him as antisocial. This was in 1987, so right after the crime, uh, and it was in the uh, antisocial and violent. And this was in the Boston Globe. So, like again. This is in the newspaper. People are saying this about you. The guy never really was all that friendly. He never liked to go to parties. He never really talked much. Classmate Patrick McGinn, McGigan uh, told the newspaper in his teens, LaPlante was arrested numerous times for breaking into neighbors' homes. He stole jewelry, money, and other belongings, earning himself a bad reputation in the community. 
So people knew what was up. There seems to be like an inability to assimilate um, here going on with Daniel and mm -hmm. and that, uh, you know, I think in the 80s too, there is this, you know, there are very strong gender norms, you know, being mm. sort of like pushed out into um, media. You remember mm -hmm. those movies from the 80s and 90s? And, right. And, uh -huh. and, and, and I think, you know, again, th those ideas can be overwhelming if you don't fit into a certain mold. Mm. Um, I think, I don't know how to, how exactly to encapsulate that, but that said, I mean, way better ways of dealing with uh, all of those feelings than frogging and also murdering children. I mean, these no. are terrible crimes. Horrifying. Pre a pregnant woman and her. Yes. And and murdered in like horrific ways. Mm -hmm. Like yes. the children were drowned, right? Yes. And, yeah. And there was like some sexual assault. I like yes. awful, horrifying. Horrific. Shall we go to the board? Yeah. I think it's time. I really think it's time. I think we got it all. Let's take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the board. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash alarmist. Okay, who's to blame for the boy living in the walls? Is it frogging, stalking, emotional <laughs> manipulation, rationalizing strange occurrences in the home, not believing children, lack of frogging awareness, <laughs> builders creating unnecessary hiding places, <laughs> The walls themselves, Daniel's troubled childhood and abuse, lack of parental supervision, no safe space, local authorities, Daniel LaPlante, the outcast label, or pre-incel tendencies. Hmm. Hmm. What a, a board. I mean... We're, this is a, a situation where we're going to have to start folding things into each other because everything Ooh. feels pretty on point other well, than builders creating yes. unnecessary hiding places. <laughs> yeah. 
now people want unnecessary hiding spaces. People ask for hidden doors and walls. Right. You know, that's true. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the outcast label and pre-incel tendencies feel very similar, right? Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think we can fold them all into Daniel LaPlante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, out, yeah, yeah. outcast is one thing, and then somebody who exhibits this behavior is just in a totally different mm-hmm. category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The f- lack of frogging awareness feels really good to me, honestly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, this is I mean, everyone's PSA. It, although the, it is a little victim blamey. Totally. You I know? mean, you're, you're, what you're talking about is Frank Bowen, the 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 father of the two mm-hmm. girls, sort of listening to them and being like i mean is there really a part of his mind who's like well you know there is this thing called frogging and people living in the walls maybe that's what's going on here i I just don't know that feels very like tenuous to me and also it's not his fault for not realizing that there was frogging happening in his home (laughs) so in that under in that sense we can take out not believing children and rationalizing strange occurrences because that's all very victim blamey and a lack of frogging awareness sadly because i do i do like that term (laughs) Mm. but let it be known that it happens people so yeah Yeah. this is your warning officially your this is your podcast official podcast warning i have a (laughs) i know a place in my home where someone could be living very comfortably without I, you is it the door on the staircase yep. you know yeah, exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. About. oh god do you check it, do you, uh, you ever check it? not as much as we should because well, really you should no check it right to. now i know Clay- Clay- should we wait for clayton to go check it right guys, now right back. <laughs> by the way i'll be you right back stay? i'll stay here with you <laughs> our house is a notorious lack of storage so i don't think anybody can fit anywhere however i do think the attic is one place where people could and if you hide behind the uh, furnace there mm-hmm. you, can, you can get yeah. a little every a little attic there every um, i would say but you know our uh, clayton's old place too you're uh the oh yeah had, we called it the that, murder room the murder room <laughs> oh <laughs> it, it, did, it was like an unfinished kind of like it dirt dug into the ground and there was a pit off of like they had built a platform there was a pit <laughs> that was just like unfinished earth and it looked like where you dumped the dead bodies <laughs> like it wow. really looked terrifying <laughs> So can we blame the actual walls? I don't think so. No, no. I don't think so. It's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel's troubled childhood and abuse. I think that's a biggie. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, got, I, I mean, do. No, I mean, it's of hard course, to, yeah. Of course you, you, what, what we're not talking about, I'm kind of talking about the, this though, is the murders that eventually this led to, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're sort of calling the, frogging a sort of gateway almost to 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 the murders is that kind of what i feel yeah i kind of feel like that's a good point i feel like it's not the frogging necessarily that the frogging seemed like more of a symptom of right of the yeah situation the person involved like that was Mm -hmm. all just something that he was using as a tool he would have murdered whether he could frog or not, I yeah. think. Because mm. he was stalking. Regardless, it's a form of stalking, right? Like yeah. Like you are watching, you are surveilling someone. Right. I, um, I, I think you're right. So are you saying that we take down frogging? Well, I think, I mean. Okay. He, and uh, emotional manipulation, because that folds into frogging, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Or or Daniel, yeah, it falls that, into both of them. Well, that's kind of where where my mind goes to is that the frogging and stalking and breaking and entering could possibly exist without a triple murder. Right. So I think right. it, it Daniel is very specific. Like I I don't know how we get around not blaming Daniel himself. Like I think Daniel himself is the one. Right. Who could, was capable of yeah. both of those things for sure, and that there perhaps could be a frogging or a person who, you know, is emotionally traumatized that needs to live in walls for whatever other psychological reasons. Who would not, uh, right. pick up a gun and murder people? Okay. Like yeah. stalking you know doesn't I mean? make you then want to right commit That's further kind of... acts. Like it's just something that you are 
do, uh, I mean, you're doing. I guess. There are yeah. plenty of stalkers to... who are not right. also murderers. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And it's bad. <laughs> Stalking is still bad. Let's, yeah, but let's stand again, up for still... the stalkers here. <laughs> <laughs> not all stalkers. But I think it Runic, comes down to this, this like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think running it comes down to this age to this age old debate of is it is it when you're a 17 year old because at some point you become a person who makes your own decisions regardless right, of your upbringing right. so is it is it daniel or is it daniel's parents and upbringing right. and yeah. that childhood and nature. abuse yeah. yeah i also th- i mean maybe a better way of saying is how like his parents and the system failed him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that because... i feel like is that that feels like contender for like big slap yeah like not having the you know it goes back to this kind of like outcast whatever in cell you want to call it just like lack of um state stability mm-hmm. that right may, and, and yeah. here's the thing it's not to say that this individual might have had ongoing lifetime struggles with like mental health mm-hmm. and or whatever right but um it certainly doesn't help when you, you have no support around that it doesn't like you're yeah. not gonna get any better on your own without like extensive treatment this is why i think why this is so hard is because none of this justifies the crime no and that's why that's why we can go back and forth forever yeah but to your point and i maybe we call it community failure because Mm. when you go back to it includes the parents it includes the psychiatrist uh, at at an early age yeah it includes the authorities um, exactly. Um, perhaps the school, yeah, um, who was like witnessing, that. I'm sure their behavior. So if there is a thing that we can slap, it's the community uh-huh. failure. Okay. I mean, system implies like, I don't know, the state or like the state financed, like, yeah, you know, like the which is why I like and, that. Yeah. I know I like that too, but I, I, it doesn't include the parents directly. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I like community. I think I that's too. good. I mean, we have to, it's mm-hmm. like us kind of taking responsibility for um, each other, our not neighbors. leaving people yeah. behind, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. So here's what yeah. I think. I think we, we send Daniel LaPlante to the alarmist jail and we slap the community failure. I mean. I like that. Right. Okay. I think that feels, that feels right. Okay. I'm going to call it. Community failure. You're getting the big slap. Daniel LaPlante, you're going to the alarmist jail. Side note, I read something. So he's he's in jail still. Right. And he has become a Wiccan. Ooh, yes. yes. And he was suing, I don't know if he was suing the, the state or the jail, mm-hmm. um, because they would not provide him with Wiccan tools. Like... Um, oils and different like huh whatever like it was a religious yeah right? yeah. yeah yeah i think wow. uh leah i i think you're uh correct me if i'm wrong but he, this is also something that came about later on so he wasn't he didn't yeah. he wasn't wiccan during the crimes or anything this is something like later mm. he's i think now wiccan. yeah i think that's right i think like recently I, don't, I mean, yeah. I don't know how recent, but, but yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, then the, the Wiccan community came out and they were like, no, 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 he doesn't, he doesn't need these things. No. Right. He's not, right. You don't, you don't <laughs> You're not Wiccan. <laughs> we yeah, we yeah. don't sponsor. <laughs> good for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. The Wiccans get a bad rep, right? Mm. Like they do. They're, yeah. they're cool. <laughs> Leah. Thank you so much for helping us get to the bottom of this very um, creepy case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to give me nightmares. Thank you for having me. This was very fun. You're welcome for the nightmares. Go check your (laughs) hotel (laughs) closet right now. I'm going to check behind the mirrors. There's lots of spaces. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you rip open that mattress? Just make sure there's no one in there. I'm going to check the mini fridge. Like there's... There's curtains. They could be anywhere. Well, thanks again. And everyone, check out Spiraling again on all platforms. In the aftermath, 
In 2017, a superior court judge turned down a bid to shorten the term before Daniel LaPlante could apply for parole. Although the judge acknowledged that Daniel made progress in prison, he rejected the request, citing the brutality of the murders, as well as the fact that LaPlante still displayed a lack of empathy for others. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash thealarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter, at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Joan Crawford and Betty Davis feud. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.